The producer says we're live, so I, I better get on there. Producer says we're ready to go. Welcome back, welcome back, Relative Sports Talk, episode 154. Yo, thank y'all for watching on YouTube, listening on Anchor or Spotify, checking us out on Facebook or Instagram, at Realism Pod on Twitter. Gotta give a big special shout out to my boy Darren, at Fadeaway, at, sorry, at Fatboy Fadeaway on Twitter. Yo, next week, baby, that's why I wore the Lakers hat for you. We gotta talk some basketball. We gotta, we gotta, we link up, baby. We gotta link up. And my boy at at Brian at B Jones Sports, running back pod. He's doing all kinds of everything out there. Big shout out to you and my boy David, Mister Primetime Three Thirteen. Let me find out you watching wrestling. Talk about Rhea Ripley. We really need to get up. We really need to get up. That Royal Rumble was all right. Kind of picked what was gonna happen with Cody Rose, but. No, we can talk about that another time, David. Um, loving my commanders, love for the Black Mamba, and all the love for my mama. I got the producer in the house, Jared. Whether he's on the scenes or off the scenes, he keeping us looking extra clean. And I'm your host, Terrell. I'm the coach with the most. I'm winning all sports debates, and it ain't even close. Because on Relatives on Sports Talk, we talk about sports from Hall of Famers to the local talent. To the big time storylines. And the biggest big time storyline, of course, it's all over everywhere. The GOAT packs it up. Tom Brady says, enough's enough, and he's done. We're going to dive into that a little bit. Really get into it on the Friday show. I want to talk about a historical Super Bowl QB matchup that not many people are talking about. The Pro Bowl game starts tomorrow. I know Brandon hates that, but I'm hyped for it. Aaron Rodgers' future. What's going to happen now that the goat's out? You know what I'm saying? Now we got the little lamb around, laying around. You know, where's he going to go? Coaching, new coaching hires. Good things, bad things, pros and cons. Just a preliminary to get to the Friday Night Raw show and the rest of the big time storylines. What's up, Jared? You good over there, baby? He looking at this. Look how good. Jared, you can't be doing it. I love it. Love it. Don't forget our Patreon. You know, $2 a month. You get to check out all the different things behind the scenes. I'm going to do things each week. I might commentate a game. might do some things. $2? $2. So he can keep making us looking extra clean. Or you throw five in there, we get an extra clean, and we broadcasting you. We're going to put you on the screen, shout you out every episode, give much appreciation and love to you. That ain't nothing, yo. And the more we get, the better we all get together, baby. Let's all get it together. You know what I'm saying? Because we all love sports. We all love talking about it. So... You help me, he helps me, I help you. We promote everything and do it all together. But let's get to the GOAT. Let's get to him. Tom Brady, 45, year, 45 years old. He only one year older than me. I mean, I know I, I, know I got that baby. You know, I know I'm only 45, but yeah, that's what my birth certificate says. I don't know. 45 years old, seven-time Super Bowl champion, five-time Super Bowl MVP. We could go through all his accolades all day long, talk about all the great things about him. Preview for the Raw show, we will talk about our top five images, moments, or what, whatever about Tom Brady. I can't wait to hear some of those Dolphin fans on the Raw show give their takes about him. But um, I want to talk about what I love about Tom Brady. 
Because when you talk about goats, there's always some stuff that people don't like. People always want to hate on certain things. But let me tell you what I like about Tom Brady. Because yesterday, I was going to start the show off with like, he's going to the 49ers to go get his eighth ring. They were talking about Purdy's going to be out. Jimmy Garoppolo's gone. Trade Trey Lance was a pick. I was hearing all kinds of big time storylines. And he came out and said the day after like, even though that's his childhood, childhood team, Joe Montana was his idol. Which we'll talk about on Raw, who the GOAT really is. But he just said, I'm done. I'm done for good. And I really believe him this time. And he did it with class and not fed into all the Aaron Rodgers type things that Aaron Rodgers would do. So I love the fact that he just did it and got it out of the way. Didn't draw it out. But then you look at Tom Brady and you're like, this dude took less money forever. Because he wanted to win. He was competitive that much to win. You know what I mean? He made so many players household names. We could go down the list of all the players as he's helped get money, play in Super Bowls, change their lives forever because he wasn't a selfish person trying to take all this money like Aaron Rodgers, like other quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, like other people that do that those type things. You know what I mean? That's what makes him so great. Um, he had a perfect regular season. And, and you know, I'm going to debate with, with one of the co-hosts on Raw, Brandon, who's my boy. He's the GOAT. He, he he named himself the GOAT. But he is dope in what he does. I ain't going to lie. His team is the Dolphins, and they got the perfect season, 72 Dolphins, whatever, whatever. But Tom Brady's perfect season with Belichick and the Patriots, I feel like it's more impressive because of the way parody is in today's sports as opposed to back then. Nothing taken away from the 72 Dolphins at all. But I think that that's a huge accomplishment. But I hate giving it credit because then all these giant fans and all these mediocre people that try to say Eli Manning was something special, they get to raise their plateau higher for him to make the Hall of Fame, which he will anyway because he's a Manning, but he's overrated. Anyway, he's overrated. He's definitely overrated. But just hearing today, everybody talk about him. And I love hearing people talk about greatness when they're still living. You know, I love hearing people talk about how special and how great this person was, how he changed different things when they're living. I think too many times that we focus on after they passed away, like, look at what this person did for the world. So I appreciate that. Yeah, it might be a little Kobe things in me that I know he could have done so much more. It pisses me off. But anyway, but so it's great to hear all these things. But the biggest things I don't hear is any negative talk. I hear different things about quarterbacks, other prima donna type big figures. In a negative light, every person always has something positive to say about this guy. Like, he's the ultimate team player. He got to know you. He got to know your family. He got to know likes and dislikes. But the biggest thing that I liked about him was that Mamba mentality right there. That Mamba mentality. They said, just like Jordan, you're on a plane. You're playing cards. You take his money. He's pissed off. This guy got all the money in the world. <laughs> you got all the money in the world. We got to... He wants to win at everything he does. That's why he was friends with Kobe. That's why he was friends with MJ. Those kind of people flock together because other people don't have the mindset to deal and understand what it takes to get to a certain level of just invincibility and domination and being able to trick your mind into saying, I want to devour you. And Tom Brady was one of those guys. You might not know it by looking at him, 
But you start listening to him and listening to the way he talks. He's got that in him. He's got that in him. Um, so it makes it even worse. He said, you know what? I'm tired of hearing about everybody talking about, is it the coach? Is it Belichick? Who is arguably one of the greatest coaches ever? Nothing against Belichick, who I think should have got some coach of the year votes this year for what he did with that team with no offensive coordinator. And they were just blah, 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 blah. Had injuries everywhere. No wide receivers. I mean, I don't know. See, he is a great coach. Nothing taken away from him. But he went to Tampa Bay. Yeah, they had some weapons, but they never was doing nothing. Went there and said, I'm Tom Brady. I'm bringing that confidence. And you win a ring. Speaking of winning a ring, guess what came in the mail? Look at that Oh, there's my new ring. Two time. Oh, since I said two time. Two time T League champions back to back, baby. I'm going back to back. Yeah, go ahead and look at the shine. Yeah, that shit looks pretty right there. Anyway, that's fantasy football talk. But back to the GOAT. I mean, I'll be winning. But anyway, the real GOAT, Tom Brady. He does these things that just, it's just, I'm fortunate enough to be able to watch that. Whether you hate him or you love him, you have to appreciate him. And I know Brandon does. And I keep bringing up Brandon because he's a Dolphin fan. And he's had to deal with some painful losses. Even though the Dolphins are probably one of the toughest teams that Tom Brady ever faced. Seemed like every year, no matter how good the Patriots were, they would play the Dolphins and lose a game. So, I mean, there's something about the Dolphins and them. I don't know. But speaking about listening to Tom Brady. I was so I love, I was telling the producer Jerry earlier about the last dance with, with Michael Jordan and all them. Listening to Michael Jordan talk about different things was amazing. But the man in the arena, if you have not seen the man in the arena, I don't care if you're a Tom Brady fan or not. Listening to him talk about the seasons in his own words, you find out a whole different perspective about Tom Brady and his mindset. Because this guy is willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. My man had a super superstar model, mother of his kids, and said, you know what? I want to try to win again. Bounce. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. This guy's got it like that. I'm going to miss him. I can't wait to listen to him commentate games. Hopefully he won't be a nut hugger like Tony Romo does with Josh Allen. Hopefully he'll be a real good biased commentator. Um, But really, I want to hear the next the next book or something when he talks about everything with the Patriots. Belichick, Spygate, Deflategate, your mama's gate. I don't know. Whatever gate. I want to hear something else come out. You didn't got your you got your star power. You got your money. You didn't got more money with this TV deal than you did in your whole football career. I want to hear it all. You can talk about your 20-something-year-old girlfriend, too. I don't care. I'm intrigued by it. And part of it, sure, it's probably because Kobe's gone because he was probably going to give me a whole bunch of stuff, too. But, yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, and we're going to talk about a lot of it on the Raw episode when we talk about our top five episode, our top five moments of Tom Brady, whether good, bad, whatever. What's your first thoughts are, are, are about him? Okay, getting to the next prima donna who's nothing like Tom Brady, who's an overachiever. And, you know, before I get to Aaron Rodgers, another big factor why I like him is because he wasn't highly sought after. This guy looked like skin and bones coming out of college. He lost his job to Drew Hansen and all kinds of different things. And you become the greatest because you kept working. Your mind was stronger than your body. And then your body caught up with your mind. I love that. 
on the other side, Aaron Rodgers thinks his mind is just greater than everybody else. And we, I saw different quarterbacks like that, like Josh Rosen, who thought he was just a, the most spectacular mind in the world, and you out here serving burgers somewhere right now. So Aaron Rodgers, you keep going back and forth. You're talking about this and that. Should he stay? Should he retire? Should he go to another team? He's talking about, I've never I've never ended ended a contract. Da, da, da. I don't care what you did because you're a manipulator. That's what you do. You grow your hair out, look like Nicolas Cage from, you know, Con Air and everything else. That's what you do. And then you cut your hair. You do this and you do that. You wear no shoes and do this and go to the beach. That's what you do, Aaron Rodgers. You try to be the Zen master, but at least the Zen master at Coach Phil one rings. You got one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you were highly sought after. So people like you get on my nerves, kind of like LeBron. Get on my nerves. You're supposed to be this and this and this. You should never lose. But all right, so get to him. Should he stay? Should he go? Where should he go? We'll really get into that on the Raw episode. But I'm going to jump into a few things. Looking at Aaron Rodgers' career, he's always had wimpy head coaches that he can overpower. Coaches that he can just say, I'm Aaron Rodgers. So you're going to listen to what I say instead of what should happen with the team. So we looked at it, and I was the one that said Tennessee. Then I looked at that coach. <laughs> Mike Vrabel ain't playing that, bro. He's not playing that. You ain't going to go in there and tell Mike Vrabel something, something stupid. And then uh, the Jets coach, Silas, whose birthday is today. Don't forget, he came from the 49ers, and he's a tough guy, too. You ain't going to play with him. So those were the two front runners, other than staying with Green Bay, that I've heard about. So we're going to talk about it on the Raw episode, but I'm going to throw some other names out there for you. Because... um. The Raiders. Yeah, you got Devontae Adams. Da, da, da. It could work there. But you ain't going to win in that division. You ain't going to win. Yeah, you can run over that coach because, I mean, Tim Tebow got to play a playoff game with that coach. So, I mean, you should be able to do whatever you want to do with that coach, bro. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> Nothing against McDaniels. You know, he won with Belichick and Brady. And then on his own, he couldn't do it. I ain't going to dog him. Swole daddy. I'm not dogging your franchise, baby. I'm not. But you can run over him. Not to mention, didn't I see Tom Brady, like, cuss him out many times on the sidelines? Cuss him straight out on the sidelines. So, Aaron Rodgers, if you want to go ahead and go to the Raiders, you can get money. You can cuss out your coach. You can do whatever you want. You got Devontae Adams back, but you won't win. So, on the Raw Show, I'm going to talk about different teams that have controversy, some fake news or big-time storylines that maybe he could go to. Because we've heard about Dallas. We talk about Dak. Some people say yes to that. Some people say no. We'll get into more detail with that. Imagine Aaron Rodgers on Dallas. Could he put him over the top? Then we look at the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, you like that. You like losing in the first round. You like overachieving in the money department, not in the win department. That's kind of what happens with you, buddy. I don't know. Could he win with them? They won't trade him in the division, but the price is right. Like the million dollar man said, like the million dollar man said, David, everybody's got a price. So then we look at Washington, my squad. We got pieces around you. Chase Young's coming back. Our defense is looking solid. We got tight ends. We got wide receivers. We got a running game. We could pay money, but you don't want to go to a dysfunctional organization that's going to get more spotlight then you get, because you want all the spotlight. And you come to Washington, we got all kinds of baggage. You don't want to deal with that. That's like a baby mama's with 14 different kids and 14 baby daddies. 
No offense to people that have 14 kids and 14 baby daddies. I was not trying to be offensive at all. I was just trying to make a similarity. <laughs> Somebody's going to send me some hate mail. We look at the Saints. It ain't Andy Dalton. It ain't. They the ain'ts. It ain't. But they do have Alave, Michael Thomas. You got, you know, you got a running game. You got Taysom Hill. There's some pieces there, and the defense is there. Could he make a splash in a weak division? That division is weak. So that was a team I thought about. And the coach, yeah, you can cuss him out too, Aaron Rodgers. And then my last team was the team I wanted Tom Brady to go to. Shaman's 49ers. Purdy's out here. <laughs> can't throw three yards. You know what I mean? Can't do nothing. Trey Lance has played like six games in college and the NFL, so we don't know what the heck he is. Jimmy Garoppolo's out the door and gonna over get overpaid by somebody to be mediocre. Could you do that for one year? That's your team. They passed up one year. They took Alex Smith. Made you bitter. You might as well go there and give them revenge. They passed up on you so you can go there and lose like you always do in big games and say, ha ha, I got your back for not picking me. Now you lost because you are you never win in the big games when it matters. So there's a lot to talk about on Raw about Aaron Rodgers. I hate talking about him. Swole Daddy gets really swole when you talk about him. But there's a lot of moving parts going forward with him that could change the whole landscape of the NFL. Um, so off of the two, the two quarterbacks as big names, the coaching hires. We saw the coaching hires. We saw Sean Payton. My question is, Sean Payton went there for his two interviews, didn't take the job then. Why'd you wait so long? Don't try to be like, oh, this is the perfect place I wanted to go. If it was, you would have took the job earlier. I think he was trying to wait for certain jobs to open up. And this is the best one he could get. And he knew he'd get the most money because Walmart money is everywhere. Walmart money's Sam's Choice, Sam's Club. They, play, they paying everything for you. So I'm going to give you some pros and cons. We'll debate it more on the Raw show Friday night. The pros for the Broncos. You get Russell Wilson, Super Bowl champion. You know, mobile. He's married to Sierra, so you get to see her in the club box sometimes and Little videos, you know, Sierra. You know, it's always good. They have a defense. They got PS2 out there signing Tommy's jersey. He's a stud. They have other playmakers out there. And the ownership's got all that money, 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 money. So, those are the pros. The cons is, you had to give up so much draft capital to get Russell Wilson in the first place. Now you're giving up another first, second, third, whatever, to get the coach and got to pay him $27 million a year. That's a lot to rebuild that offense. You do have some players. Hopefully you can keep Judy. We'll see. Hopefully your running back comes back healthy. If all this comes to fruition, it could work out. But you're still in the division with the team that's in the Super Bowl right now, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the team that I thought was going to be in the Super Bowl you know, the the Chargers. And then you got the Raiders, who Aaron Rodgers might, might not go. Who knows who's going to go there? I don't know who's going to go there. Who knows? So there's a lot of... And also, your another con you got is you got Russell Wilson as your quarterback. <laughs> he's making so much money. And he's looking old. Old. Maybe that was just a bad coaching of Nathaniel Hackett. Could be. Maybe he re revitalizes him. It could happen too. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he does do these type of things. But he's got work to do with less money to use for players. 
he's got plenty for him though. So we'll see. All right. On the other side, before we get to D'Amico Ryan's, I want to talk about Carolina's owner, Tepper. What? He's gonna come out and say some good stuff though. He says we need to end the old boys, all the old boys network. Basically, get rid of the old boys club as far as the white guys being owners, head coaches, and all this or whatever. And he says, you know, we need to we need to hire more diversified people and do different things. Wasn't you the coach that just hired Frank Wright, and then you fired Steve Wilkes? Who was this close to coming back from a one and four start to winning six, going six and six, and almost winning the division, going to the playoffs? And you're the spokesperson for this. I love what you say, but I don't love the person saying it. You shouldn't be saying nothing at all. Sure, Frank Wright might be that better hire for what you're trying to do. Maybe I can give you an argument for that in your opinion. But when it's controversial like that, and you got lawyers involved. And you already know that you got this whole situation about black coaches being hired. Shut your mouth, bro. Shut up, dude. Shut up. Ease your way to the background. You know what I'm saying? Why are you, why are you trying to be out? You trying to justify your hire. You trying to justify things and make people not say bad things about you. That's all it is. It's like a guilty person. They want to come out and keep talking. They want to keep talking. Shut up. Shut up. We know you did the wrong thing. In your eyes, it might have been good, but it's a certain way how you do it. So getting to that black head coach that we got, we lost one for the Texans. They fired Lovey Smith, but they actually hired one in D'Amico Ryans, who played for Houston, who actually sued Houston for, for him being injured, getting money. So weird stuff. Houston Texans, y'all out here having dudes out here exposing themselves and y'all covering for it, y'all. Y'all faking injuries and trying to steal money and then hiring them back. This organization is kind of weird. It's kind of weird stuff going on in Houston. I don't know. But D'Amico Ryan's defense coordinator for the 49ers, show what he can do with a talented roster. We're going to see what you do with this roster. You do have some big names on defense that you drafted. Um, you need to get a strong offensive coordinator to help you with that. Um but I think he could be okay because you've got a number two pick in the draft. You can address your quarterback need. Um, you got the stud Damian Pierce running back who I had in fantasy to help me get one of these. Let me put it back up there again. There it is. You know what I mean? So so hopefully D'Amico can do some things. Um, it's not going to happen overnight, though. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, but I think he can do, do okay. I think he's going to have less pressure, obviously, because Denver... They got even more pressure now because everybody thought Russell Wilson was going to come in there and let's ride and go. You know what I'm saying? You rode to last place in the event. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you backsliding, baby. So I think they're going to be okay. Um, get to a Super Bowl? Maybe not. Maybe not. But the Super Bowl is not this week, but the week after. But nobody's talking about the historical Super Bowl QB matchup. All I hear about is, oh, the Eagles defense, oh, Brandon Graham, all oh, these guys are doing all these things. And, oh, Patrick Mahomes is so great. He's doing this with one leg and all that. Andy Reid going against him. Listen, guys, what did we just talk about? This is going to be the first time ever, 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 ever. And when we talk about ever, we talk about greatness. Tom Brady retires today. And now we talk about more greatness. This is the first time ever. 
there's going to be two black quarterbacks playing in the Super Bowl. First time ever. First time ever. And you probably didn't even know that. Ain't nobody even talking about it. At all. So this is going to be a great thing. Great thing. I love the diversity. We just not running quarterbacks. Hey, we just not black people that run. We can actually be a quarterback and think and do different kind of things with it. So I love the fact of that. Another thing, as a Washington fan. Yeah, I got Joe Theismann right here. Over here. But don't forget, the first ever black quarterback to start. Not only did he start, he won. Not only did he win, he was Super Bowl MVP in NFL history. Doug Williams. Doug Williams. The first ever. First ever. Do we even talk about Doug Williams? Does he have a statue in front of Washington Stadium ever? No, because our franchise sucks. Just like they did the whole thing, you know, with all our star players. We don't do anything at all to support the players and the lineage of stars that Washington has had. And it drives me crazy. This dude should have a statue in front of every stadium that Washington's ever had. Ever had. Ever. We don't even talk about it. I'm sure that Hall of Fame has a little something there. A little small, a little something, whatever, whatever. He should be in the front office. He should be working with the working there. He should be doing all kinds of things. He should be a face of things like that. Instead, we got a face of a, a owner doing all kinds of naughty, naughty things. And being racist, racist things, I'm hearing. I mean, it's just a whole bunch of bad things. Why wouldn't we do that? Sean Taylor. We want to observe Sean Taylor every time we need a money grab. That's what Washington does. When we need a money grab, we're going to bring up Sean Taylor Day. And then you can put up that horrible display with a fake mannequin person in a jersey instead of anything proper. I mean, that's and it makes me sick to my stomach being a Washington fan to say these things. But I'm just hoping with the new ownership that we better be getting soon, that's going to change everything and, and really make us feel proud about the hogs and wearing a hog nose and doing all these different things, you know, because I'm proud to be a Redskins fan. You know what I'm saying? Proud to be it, but we need to we need to show off things that can really enhance our beauty. You know what I mean? Maybe we can win after that. You know, who knows? I mean, the Eagles, they win the Super Bowl. And, I mean, you got a fake. The Eagles have a fake character in a movie's statue. A, f- a fake character for a movie in Rocky Balboa. A fake person. This is not real. He's a character. They have a statue of him. And not only do they do that, they got a backup quarterback with the Philly special of Nick Foles as a statue in front of their What? And we can't get Doug Williams or Sean Taylor or somebody? Yeah, I'm shaking it, Brooke. I'm sorry. She's going to say, Jared, he's shaking the table. Because I get excited. I get excited because this is crap. Philly got these fake people and backup third street quarterbacks. Statues. We ain't got nothing. What is going on? I mean, Joe Gibbs. Can we get Joe Gibbs? I'm just saying, sorry, I get passionate about my Washington team because we ain't won in a while. And I thought we were going to really make the plays. But next year, when we get our quarterback, you watch and see. I sound like a Cowboy fan now. Talk about wait till next year. <laughs> so it's a, it's a historical Super Bowl matchup. It's the first time ever two African American quarterbacks are playing. So one of them's got to win, baby. One of them's got to win. So it's great um, that we could bring up Doug Williams for what he did. I remember watching the playoff game. 
You remember that producer? The playoff game. They played Chicago, and it was fog. You couldn't even see the game. I remember watching that. Like, I couldn't even see what's going on. And won. So happy. So happy. It was great. I remember being in Richmond with the bootleg shirts on there, the Doug Williams, the gold tooth. Yeah, it was all kinds of bootleg stuff going on out there. But it was great memories, great memories. Washington's coming back. All right, guys, I'm going to finish with a couple things real quick. The Pro Bowl starts tomorrow. Brandon's pissed off. But Keith, who always has faith and gives everything a chance. Yo, the Pro Bowl games start tomorrow from 7 to 8.30. The first thing is going to be, it's going to be the dodgeball. Hey, yo, I'm going to tell you why I'm excited about the Pro Bowl games. First of all, I'm a sports fan. And, but the thing about it is, is if you're not going to play the game the right way, and it's going to be half-assed, these kind of games, they're coming at you because we're all comp- They're competitors. You don't make it to this level of competition without being like, I want to win. So in that game where you can get hurt, yeah, they might not give it all. This right here, they coming at you. Especially when it's AFC versus NFC. Dodgeball is four teams, five players. Offense versus defense, they're going at it. Yo, then they got a lightning round where it's going to be splash catches. Yo, I don't know about y'all, but when I was a kid going to the rec center, jumping off the jump, um, jumping into the pool, we always had a ball. You trying to you trying to make catches, you diving, you doing it. That's what they going to do. That's dope. I think that's fun. I think that's exciting. They're going to have stuff to showcase their skills because people might not realize how hard it is to catch a punt. When people muff a punt, we're like, yo, you bum, get out. That takes skill to do that, yo. So they're going to do different things with that. Um, and all, I love that. Then they're going to have some fun with it, which I love the fun part of it. Because when you make it to a Pro Bowl, you busted your bleep all year, all offseason. You enjoy some downtime, some fun time. They'll have something called Thrill of the Spill, where they're throwing things at Maybe like a target and the water goes on the coaches, which will be the Manning brothers. You know, against the opposing coach and you get points. Cool, that's fun. Who cares? But getting into the big time stuff, well, they're having a golfing tee thing <laughs> where they're having the longest drive. Because, you know, all sports players, they always want to play golf. You see all these people, especially Charles Barkley with his little cricket thing, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. But my thing, what I think is going to be the best. I'm going to tell you right after I dog one person. How the hell did Tyler Huntley make the Pro Bowl? Tyler. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) Tyler Huntley, the backup quarterback for the Ravens. (laughs) And nothing against Tyler Huntley. Nothing. Yo. You you do two touchdowns all year, dude. Two. And you're in the Pro Bowl. Y'all couldn't figure out a way to give it to some Tyler Huntley? You couldn't find nobody else? <sighs> so, since he's in there, they're going to have a three-on-three AFC versus NFC accuracy. I remember back in the day, the old ESPN, where they would have the targets moving like this and accuracy. Please tell me he ain't one of the three. Don't mess these games up. Put him on the sideline in case somebody pulled a hamstring or something. He better not be a starter on the three. Sorry. Don't mess it up, Tyler Huntley. Nothing against you. You probably throw better than Lamar does. Don't put him out there. But the showcase thing for me. I know Sunday has some other big time, big time games. The showcase one for me is going to be the best catch. 
And the reason why I say that is, it's two people from each con- each conference, which makes it exciting. Is the creativity? They're gonna be doing different things. They're in Vegas, so they're gonna be catching balls off iconic sites in Vegas. It's gonna remind me of the slam dunk contest. Where you got to be creative and come up with a way, add somebody with you, grab a celebrity, do this, bounce it off this, la 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 la. I think this is going to wind up turning into the dunk contest for the NFL. Because people are going to be creative, trying to come up with the craziest catch. I mean, we've seen Odell with his little two fingers. You know what I'm saying? We saw, who else we see doing these things, producer? There was somebody else out there. Oh, the dude for the freaking Eagles, A.J. Brown, little punkin'. And then we saw somebody else do things. But we saw players making these crazy catches. Don't say it's fixed. Don't say the gloves have magnets in it, because I know we've been seeing all these type of things. I've been seeing all kinds of stuff about the magnets and the balls and all these different things. I don't care. It's just like juicing the bats and juicing the balls in baseball. I don't care. I love the long ball, too. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. Jose Cazango, I don't care. Shoot it up, baby. I want to see home runs. That's exciting. Those are the best times I got to see in baseball in a long time, dude. I don't care what y'all doing with the magnets and the ball, whatever. If it's going to make you make a catch like this, I want to see it. That's entertainment for you. I watch wrestling. I know that's scripted, but it's entertainment for me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hyped about the Pro Bowl games. Oh, big things come about it. Um, I'm excited about the whole thing. Tom Brady retiring. We're going to have a big show on Friday because I'm sure we, a lot of people have stuff to talk about. So I'm going to end tonight's show with Terrell's thoughts. Um, a lot of people don't give a lot of credit to other lower level sports. People always dog women's athletics. Well, here I am here at James Madison University in Harrisburg, Virginia. Women's athletics, they be raw dog, yo. They be winning. Big shout out to Swole Daddy's wife, Kendall. She's one of the coaches for the women's golf. That's why I'm giving y'all some love, women's sports. All right, but look, you know what I'm saying? The women's, women's teams around here be doing things. The WNBA, I know people are laughing right now. The WNBA are, is starting to get it together. And I think with the passing of Kobe Bryant, if he would have been alive, it would have been even more enhanced. But Brianna Stewart, who might be the face of the WNBA right now, she had the whole free agency thing, doing cryptic tweets like all the rest of the people doing on social media. And she decided to go where? To New York. The Mecca. The big time storylines. All the all the notoriety and everything. So they're there. I got dogs barking, crying. This is why I hate animals and wine. Can't stand them all. They ruin your house. They tear up stuff and everything else. But back to the real stuff. Uh, my girl, Candace Parker, who was a spark just like Chrissy Tolliver from Harrisonburg, Virginia was. When she won a ring with her. She also went to the Mystics, Washington, and won a ring with Christy again. Who Christy's getting into coaching. Big ups to Christy Tolliver from right here in Harrisonburg. Doing big time things. Coaching in the men game. Christy, shout out. You need to get on Relative Sports Talk. Come talk to me and the producer, baby. Uh, but Candace Parker, my girl, Tennessee. Now she's with the Aces. They're building super super teams. The WNBA's building super teams. And if y'all don't know, and you like basketball, you might want to check it out. I'm just saying. It's more than just a pretty face or a not-so-pretty face. I'm trying to be all night. <laughs> but it's good It's good quality, good coaching, good things. Um, 
Arena football is coming back in 2024. A lot of people might not like that either. I watch it. I watch it because I saw all kinds of things. As a Washington fan, I saw Jay Gruden be a coach. Actually, I saw him play as a quarterback in the arena and win a Arena Bowl championship. So I knew him when he became our coach. I was high on him. Like, oh, I know this dude. He was a bust, like most of our coaches are. But Kurt Warner. There's other guys. I love seeing the sport. In different lower-level sports like this, you see more determination because they know this might be their last shot. So they're going to give you everything. You're not going to see prima donnas out there because they fighting for the next contract. they fighting for the next one. Look at the boy for the Cowboys who was the MVP of the XFL. You know what I'm saying? Now he's a, he's in the Pro Bowl for kick returning. You know, different kind of players. The quarterback for the Panthers. Uh, now he's third string, P.J. Walker. But he played. He was somebody. I love watching the next guy that nobody knows. That might be a hidden gem in the, in the cracks that nobody sees. I love this level. Because the USFL is about to come. I'm going to watch that too. Because each year they're out there, they're going to get better. Their brand's going to get better. And it's just going to be better for the bigger sport, which is the NFL. The XFL with The Rock, everything The Rock touches goes to gold. Everything he touches goes to gold, so why wouldn't the XFL just explode? And then, to make it funny, this slap face. What is up with this slap face thing? Yo, I watch <laughs> these dudes stand on the table, and they're like, ready, one, two, three, pop! They smacking, they smacking each other in the face. Like, I'm seeing people get knocked over. How did this become a sport? Slap, slap face? This is real. This is real. My thing is, in any sport, you practice. Oh, I'm playing basketball. I'm going to go outside and shoot 1,000 three-pointers a day. I'm going to shoot 1,500 free throws. What do you do for slap face? You can slap your face 500 times a day. I mean, how do you prepare for that? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But I love sports. This is Red Lizzle Sports Talk. We got Terrell the host, coach of the most. Every debate I'm in, I'm winning. and ain't even close. The producers keeping us fresh and so clean like outcasts. Whether he's on the scene or off the scene. Extra clean, Jared. Jared, let me hear it, baby. Woo. Let's go. Darren, I'm going to get at you next week. Basketball talk. I got to do it. The trade deadline's coming up. My Lakers. I want us to get Eric Gordon. I'm going to see what you think about that. Relative Sports Talk, episode 154. Thank y'all. Me and the producer are out. Peace out, Tom Brady.